Sarah, and this is my daughter and my co-host, Allegra. You may know my mom from the Mom Hour. On this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it. We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies. Today's episode is all about our reading habits and the reading habits of the other members of our family. So when, where, and how we like to read. Come on, Mom. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Kid Literate. It is February, Allegra. Happy February. Happy February. It's my birthday month, so I always like the month of February. Um, Thank you to everybody who's taken our listener survey. Right before we recorded, we were browsing through some of the responses, and Allegra, you were very excited. Yes, I loved all of the episode ideas that you gave us. It was really cool. Yeah, so it's so fun to hear from listeners. Allegra was particularly excited that not 100% of our listeners have come over from the Mom Hour. What What's the actual percentage? Um, I think that one person has not come from the Mom Hour <laughs> and the other 99% have. Well, that is something. And of course, we love all of our listeners who've come over from the Mom Hour as well. But it is fun to see the podcast reaching outside of that universe. So I think, Allegra, should we leave the survey open for a couple more weeks? Yeah. And tell everybody how to find that survey. You can find it at kidliteratepodcast.com. It's right on our website. Yep. And in the show notes for this episode. It takes probably two minutes. You can do it with your kids if you like to listen with your kids. If you've got big kids kind of using computers on their own, they can fill out the survey just them. Um, So we would love to hear from you and it'll kind of help us grow the show this year in 2021. So thank you for that. Yeah. So today's episode is really kind of fun. Obviously, we started this podcast because we love to read, right? Yeah. We love to talk about books. Our whole family is big into reading. Um, But everybody's reading habits are different. And I have also found that they change over time. So today we thought we would just give everybody a peek into the specific reading habits of both me and Allegra and also um, the rest of our family just kind of the when and the where and the how of how reading happens in our family. Yeah, this will be super fun. Um, Should we start with the when? Yeah, let's start with the when. I know this has changed for you, Allegra. And I know when you do most of your reading lately, it is it is not when I'm awake. (laughs) Yeah. So talk about when you do most of your reading for pleasure. It's mostly at night. Um, so some nights I start reading earlier and some nights, um, I start at like 10. I start reading because I've stayed up late. Um, and then I could read till like 12. Yeah. Um, one time I read till one and mom said that I probably shouldn't read till one. So now I have to read till midnight and that's it. So we have some very loose uh, expectations for late night reading. First of all, I think most most of the people listening to this who are grownups remember staying up super late reading as kids. It's kind of like it's a part of growing up. And so, you know, dad and I don't want to take that away from you. Um, so we have some loose expectations for you since you tend to stay up late. Uh, yeah. One is on school nights. We ask you to switch from any homework or computer draw, like YouTube drawing that you're doing, anything on the computer, from that to reading by 9.30, right? Yeah. So, you, so you're not doing anything but reading after 9.30. And mm-hmm. then do we have like a loose 11-ish on weeknights, would yeah. you say? 10.30 or 11? Mm-hmm. 
but that's on our system because we're asleep yeah. by then. And Allegra is very good at sticking to that. And then weekends. Yeah, I, I thought one fifteen was a bit too late. So I said midnight. Um, but Allegra does sleep in and we've always kind of shot for around 10 hours of sleep and you get it whether you go to bed yeah. at 10 if and I go wake to up bed, at eight yeah. or w- go to bed at one and wake up at 11, you'll get your 10 hours. Yeah. So um, do you find that there's like an upper limit of how long you can read before you like get bored and zone out? Or if you're in a good book, could you just go for hours? I could just go for a long time. I remember the first time that I stayed up super late reading, I was reading The Hate You Give and I really wanted to finish it. It was really good. Uh-huh. And I stayed up till like 1.15 that night. And yeah. I think we were at Mormor and Grandpa's visiting okay. before we moved to Santa Barbara. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely remember reading for like five or six hours straight when I was your age. So do you ever read other times, not at night, like during the day? Um, not usually. Um, but... Just yesterday, I was reading during the day because I was in the middle of multiple books. Mm. So I wanted to read one during the day and one at night. So um, I was reading Factfulness during the day. And okay. I finished that. Okay. Um, well, I can I can share that I do almost all of my reading early in the morning um, before the morning starts, before you kids get up and it ends up being only about a half an hour a day. So I don't pull five to six hour stints anymore. <laughs> and it's usually just during the week. I don't usually read during the weekend. So it's, that's why I move through books a lot slower than you do. But when I was your age, I was definitely doing more like you. So I read from about five fifteen to five forty five or six every morning. And I just plug away at my little list during that time. So that's when I read. Um, read and Violet, who are 10 and 8. Um, Reed also reads at night, but he does not stay up late like you do. I mean, I think no. he has a very internal clock about when he gets tired. So he's usually lights out by 8.30 or 9, mm-hmm. even when he's reading a good book. Um, but I will say he reads during the day more than you do. Yeah. He'll wander to a bookshelf. He reads a lot of nonfiction. So he'll just pick up a book or a magazine or, you know, one of those nonfiction like encyclopedia um, world records. You know what I'm talking about? The Ripley's Believe It or Not, any of those types of nonfiction. So he, I would say, is is of the three of you. He is the one who's probably most likely to be just reading all day here and Mm -hmm. there, just lurking around reading something. Um, But he doesn't pull as long of nighttime sessions. And then, which is probably good because he'll wake up at six, no matter what. That's true. Yeah. He's, he, he's not as likely to sleep in and get the sleep he needs. And then when does Violet read? Um, Lately, she's been reading at night. A little bit. And then she's also been reading during the day because she found a book series she really liked. Yeah. She's been reading the one and only Ivan and the one and only Bob. And those have been the first two books that truly have captured her to the point where she's choosing reading over anything else she could be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think hers is still developing. We still read aloud to Violet at night and, and mm-hmm. often to read as well. When I say we, I don't mean you and I, Allegra, although you, you have read aloud to your siblings, but um, dad and I kind of take turns reading aloud to Violet. And most of that is, is bedtime ish. Um, so that is the, when should we talk about where? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with me because this has changed for me. So I've I've done my morning reading, you know, for the last several years. The time has not changed. Very routine and regular about that. 
But sometime since we moved into this house um, in July and a few months after like this fall, I started having dad make my coffee and bring it to me in bed. And I just don't get out of bed. I just stay in bed and I do my morning reading from bed. And I don't know if it's because it's cozy and warm or I just don't have like a perfect. We have several comfortable places to sit in the house, but none of them have great reading light. Like you either have Mm -hmm. to have all of the overhead lights on or nothing. And that's harder because I like kind of a cozy reading light. I don't necessarily want to turn all the lights on at 515 in the morning. So that's been a change for me. I now read in bed, but like a lot of people read in bed at night. I actually read in bed in the morning. Um, And then every once in a while I will read in bed before I fall asleep as well, but I usually make it like a couple pages. So how about you? Where, where do you mostly read? Mostly in my room. Um, sometimes I'm, I let my pet rats play in my bed with me mm-hmm. while I read. Does that make it hard to concentrate? Do you have to? No. No. Speaking of that, I have another question for you. Can you read and pay attention to your book when there's other things going on around you? Mm, not really. I mean, sometimes it depends what's happening around me. Like and probably I can de- zone in and out of my book, but it's really hard to concentrate. Yeah. And it probably depends on the book too. Yeah. That's what I think. I, I prefer not to. I mean, I, I really prefer not to have distractions, but I think certain types of reading and books just immerse you no matter what's going on around you. Yeah. Um, like um, one, this book um, that I was reading in class, um, we had a movie on, but I did not like the movie. And I was reading my book and I could zone into that book. Yeah. But it wasn't, it didn't have any dialogue. So dialogue is harder to focus on when there's other people talking around you. That's a really good point. Um, Your brother can tune everything out and just read a book. It doesn't matter what is happening around him. But then somehow he remembers what you were talking about. Well, that's true. He can also kind of pay attention to two things at once, which is bizarre. Like you'll think he's reading and he is, but then he'll just ask you a question like in the middle of the conversation about the conversation. Right. (laughs) If you can imagine the coziest, comfiest position for reading, I know like you usually read in bed in your room, but Mm -hmm. if you could like wave a magic wand is the perfect location for reading. Is it more of a bed, more of a chair? Is there a lamp? Do you have a blanket? Like what's the perfect the perfect wear of reading for you? I would say what I normally do, which is in my bed. I like to have my head like up, mm-hmm. not like I'm sitting in bed. I'm still like leaning back, mm-hmm. but I have like a pillow behind my head. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, uh, just in bed. It's yeah. really You like great. your bed. Yeah. I think I would go with some kind of a cozy lounge chaise lounge or couch situation with a blanket and definitely my feet up, but my body more upright and really good reading lamp light. Mm -hmm. I think the older we get, the more we appreciate good lighting. And I do not read on a Kindle or an electronic device. So I need the actual light, um, Mm -hmm. very focused on the words. Um, and definitely some kind of like cat curled up. We don't even have a cat, but if we're talking if we're talking imaginary, <laughs> some kind of warm, cozy animal, some kind of warm beverage, maybe a fire. That all sounds pretty good to me. Anything else about the wear of reading? Oh, I have a question. Can you read outside like when COVID's over, if we were at the beach or a pool or a park, a picnic? Does any does any environmental things matter to you? 
Actually, it's really hard for me to read outside. Hmm. Like, I don't know why, but it's really distracting to be outside, especially on the beach. I'll find myself just looking up and like looking at everything else but my book. Yeah. It's really hard to read on the beach or like at a park where there's other people. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I'm not as comfortable sitting on like the ground or Mm -hmm. a bench or anything. I could see that. For me, it's a lighting thing sometimes. If it's too bright, it creates a weird thing where like your book is getting all of the sunlight and then you have sunglasses on, but then it might be too dark or there's like shadows or wind or elements. But I can definitely read like if I'm next to a pool or if I have some shade um, and I'm comfortable, then I can definitely read outside. But I agree. It sometimes seems ideal and then the, the elements can get in the way. Especially if there's other people around. I find myself like, Watching the people and like, right, yeah. Even or if, if I'm not like listening to what they're saying, it's still distracting because there's people there. Yeah. Can you read while you eat? Yes. Like if you had like a bowl of cherries, no, that would be a terrible thing to eat while you read. Yes. Um, yeah. I I'm just thinking about a lot of people like to read on their lunch hour or while they have a snack or something like that. Okay. I do eat slower when I'm reading. Yeah. Not necessarily a bad thing. We are a family of very fast eaters, except for Violet. Okay, should we move on to the how? Yeah. Okay, you wrote a very interesting note in our outline. I'm so glad you brought this up because I have a feeling our listeners, this is a something people feel very strongly about in one direction or the other. But you say you can be in the middle of multiple books at the same time. Yes, I can. Do you have any parameters for that? Like, do they need to be different genres? Or like you mentioned earlier, reading one during the day or one at night? Um, usually when I'm reading two books at one time, I'm more reading one, mm-hmm. but I'm in the middle of both. Like I'll be reading one and then I'll get into another one and then I'll pick which one's my favorite and like finish that one and mm-hmm. then finish the other one. Okay. But like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm s- definitely still reading both of them. Right. But, but one both- kind of takes the I'm not like precedent. alternating night. Right. Of reading mm-hmm. it. And they do have to be kind of separate genres, but they don't have to be too separate. Yeah. Would you say you prefer reading two books at once or is it more just like you can? It's an option. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I I need to be reading another book because I'm only in the middle of one right now. Right. But I'm also not like I don't really care. Yeah. I can. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I do not like to be in multiple books at a time. But I think that's because I just don't read. I don't log a ton of hours like you do. So it would be it would really cut down on I'd be like one page in one book and three pages in another book. So it just I don't think it would make sense for how I read. Mm -hmm. But I think even when I was your age, I don't think it was as common for me to be in the middle of multiple books at one time. Um, so that might just be a personality thing. And right now, um, there's been one book that I've been in the middle of forever. And like when I don't have anything else to read, I'm reading that book. Mm -hmm. Like I don't not like the book, but just other books are much better. Yeah. The only time I will say that, that, that I fall into that is if I have a book on my nightstand that I'm not really reading, but my main book is at the other end of a house in the other end of the house. And like, I just want to read a few pages of something before bed then I'll, I'll grab something else, but that's more of an accident. So Mm -hmm. 
Well, should we talk about the format of our books? This is something we've kind of mentioned on the podcast before, but never dug into. So um, talk about like electronic versus uh, I would call them hard copy. That doesn't necessarily mean a hard cover, but just a physical copy. Yeah. Um, um, so I got a Kindle for Christmas mm-hmm. and I really like it. I like I did not think that I would like reading on a Kindle. I but I'd never read on a Kindle before. Um, but I really like that it has a whole bunch of books that I could read on it. Um, the only problem is that if I'm in the middle of a book and my Kindle's battery is dead, I don't have anything to read. It's yeah. Like it's another device. Normal books don't management. run out of batteries. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Um, would do you, do you think you actually prefer it to a hard copy or is it just that the convenience really makes it a good option? Um, I, I don't, I think that's another question. Like, do I prefer reading two books at so once? So you don't care, just whatever's easiest, no. whatever's yeah. in front of you. Mm-hmm. You're so laid back. I have opinions about everything. Um, I don't, I don't prefer reading electronically for me, but I definitely can see where times in your life where you're reading a lot of books. It's just, I mean, it saves a ton of space. It saves money. Um, we used to, we use our local library a lot, but there's a lag time between reserving a book. Like you come to me and say, Oh mom, I found this new series. Can you, you know, get me books two, three, and four. Cause I just read the first one. And then I would go on the library website and I would reserve it. And then it would take a few days and we'd go pick them up. And I mean, I feel really strongly about using the library and not always buying new books, but that does create a lag and a, a yeah. time lag. And it's actually, as a parent, it's a lot of work to make sure you guys always have something to read. So with the Kindle, we also use the library. So we're doing digital downloads, which are free, but it's instant if they're available. Sometimes we have to go on the wait list, but. But once they're ready, they'll just go to your. Exactly. It's a digital wait list. I don't have to go anywhere. Um, and a lot of the times we're able to find things that are available. Um, and so it's instantaneous. I, we, we check them out. I send them to your Kindle and you've got them and we can do a bunch at once so that you don't, you know, run out. So I've, I've been very happy with how it's worked for both you and Reed. Um, mm-hmm. So big, big fan of that. And one of the things that I like about the Kindle is how light it is. Do mm-hmm. you care about how heavy books are? Well, yeah. I mean, if you, <laughs> it kind of goes back to where are we and when are we reading? But if you're co- cozied up in bed and holding a giant hardcover book and you want to read for a couple hours, it's it's not nothing. Yeah. It's, it's something to consider. And when travel becomes a thing again, I can just imagine us going on a summer vacation and loading you up with like 14 books on your Kindle and you just have to tuck that little thing in your backpack. So Mm-hmm. That's, I know I know for people who do a lot of a lot of travel and who read a lot more than I do, even if they love hard like hard copies of physical books, they still have a Kindle because it's just I mean, it's just so convenient for that reason. So yeah. you can do a little bit of both. I don't think you have to commit one one way or the other. And one thing I like is that you can be like you can choose the case. And it's yeah. really pretty. You can make it pretty. Yeah, we'll throw a link in the show notes to the specific Kindle Paperwhite that you and Reed have and then the cases, the little covers that we bought too. So yeah, it is another another device to keep charged and another thing to kind of personalize. But um, that's been really fun since the holidays. Um, anything else about how we read? I want to talk briefly about reading aloud to Violet because I know a lot of our listeners have younger kids and that kind of falls under how, don't you think? 
Yeah. So, um, Violet, I mean, Violet can read. She has been reading since she was, you know, six and a half, seven. It's, it really started to click, but she, she really doesn't read a lot for pleasure the way you guys do yet. And she may never as much. There are some kids who don't choose that as like their favorite pastime. And I think that's totally okay. Um, but it does mean that we we still want books to be a big part of her life. So we do a lot of reading aloud. We do a lot of audiobooks. Um, we we'll do it. We've done an episode about audiobooks before, and we'll do one again. So I won't get into detail with that now. But I guess the part of the how in terms of the family is that there's still quite a bit of reading reading aloud, um, mostly before bed, but sometimes other times. Um, and even though she can read independently, it's definitely not like we're like okay, well. Now you can read to yourself, so goodbye. There's still very much a a, a partner reading or a, a reading aloud happening there. And I, I mean, I think you guys still enjoy it too. You'll wander in and listen. And um, yeah, so dad is reading the Harry Potter series to Violet. They took a break after book four because there's a big jump in scariness and maturity when you get to book five. But I think they just started book five together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Violet and I... Um, when it's my night to read to her, we we go through different books. Sometimes we just pick something. She's we do stick with chapter books sometimes all to all the way to the end. But she also likes kind of you know let's read this tonight or let's read just a little chapter of this and we we will hop around. It's not mm-hmm. we don't take it too seriously. We just make sure that we're reading. So yeah, anything else for how? Um, no. Yeah, we covered it. Yeah, awesome. Um, well. Always, listeners, if you have more questions for us, you can email hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. We can always kind of continue this discussion. Um, it might be fun, Allegra, to do this same kind of thing, but think back to when you guys were tinier. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that I think that might be fun, too. But um, I think we're good for now. Should we talk about what we're actually reading lately? Yeah. Um, so I am reading... I just finished this series. It's a five book series. It's called The Selection. It's by Kiara Cass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is kind of not usually what I would have picked. It's kind of like a romance novel, which is not usually my type. But it's also a dystopian romance novel. And I thought I'd give it a try. And it's super good and super well written. And I just found out that there's a movie about it. Okay. What's the age recommendation? Do you remember? I think when we looked I it up, it was like 13, which is. Yeah, I think somebody else said like sixth to eighth grade. OK, but old, yeah. Yeah. So when, so uh, tame enough for young teens. Yeah. Not um, I know we always kind of have to talk about this stuff, but you are at an age where like there's kind of a big jump from kid lit to whatever you're in to true YA, some of which gets quite mature. So I was mm-hmm. happy to find. This did look definitely teenagey, teenagery. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the most of the reviews we read put it in kind of the junior high age, which you are solidly yeah. in. Um, so that's the selection series by Kira Cass. And um, one thing that I noticed about this series is that I have a really hard time picturing anyone who's like an older teenager when I'm reading books. Like I can picture the things that are happening in the books. Um, but I can, I can picture kids who are my age or younger. Mm-hmm. I can picture adults. Mm. I cannot picture like 18 or even like 14, 15 year olds. That's funny. When You're, I'm reading, like they're either my age or they're adults. 
So I have two theories on that. One, you're just not around a lot of high mm-hmm. schoolers in your regular life. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've had some babysitters that are high school age, but even that's been a while. And two, often um, in TV and movies, high school aged kids are played by young adults. Mm-hmm. Not always, not always. But often you have people who are much older playing 16 and 17 year olds, yeah. like um, Hunger Games or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how old she was when she played that, but um, a lot of times they're actually using young adults. So I would say either of those two things could be the reason or just it's just how your brain works mm-hmm. right now. That's I think it's mostly that I've never I haven't really been around. Right. People that age. Yep. We're just not around a lot of people in general these days. Okay, I am finishing up The Soul of America by John Meacham, um, which I mentioned last episode, but I am getting close to finishing it, and I do really like it. Um, If you like nonfiction history biography stuff, like the big ones that are about, you know, presidents and world leaders and that kind of thing, it's nice because you learn learn about a lot of different people and different time periods in one book. Because it goes through a lot of different um, American presidential administrations, so I think Allegra, you would like this with your with your American yeah, history. Yeah, I probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on deck, I have two books. I'm not sure which one I'll choose next, but I will report back. Uh, All creatures, great and small, by James Harriet is his memoir, and there's now the PBS series. And I've never read the grown up version. I've only read the children's, the James Harriet Treasury for Children that we love. Um, and it's, I'm excited about that. And then I also have Untamed by Glennon Doyle, um, which is very popular right now. Both of those on deck, one from the library and one, a friend loaned to me. And so I'll just, when I finish, um, the John Meacham book, I will just see what I'm drawn to, but I plan to read them both next and I will report back. Cool. Allegra, a couple episodes ago, we kind of cleared our inbox because we did a whole episode based on what you all out there have been reading, which means we need some more emails. So just a reminder, you can email us. Um, you can write it down or record a voicemail either way mm-hmm. and email it to hello at Kid Literate Podcast because our inbox is kind of sad right now because we we cleared the decks when we did that full episode at the beginning of January. Um, but we have an email from Jada, who's a friend of the podcast and a friend of the Mom Hour podcast. Jada is mom to three kids, but she is sharing what she's read recently. And she also shared an interesting observation about listening to audiobooks when it's um, a culture or a language that she's not familiar with. So she shared that she was really wanting to diversify her reading list, but that sometimes it's hard when you're reading, a, you know, reading on the page, if there's a lot of names and places and language that feels unfamiliar. And I totally relate to that because you're trying to pronounce things in your, in your mind as you go, just like you try to picture things. So she has an audiobook recommendation and also just wanted to kind of share that little breakthrough that she's really enjoying listening to books when the subject matter is around a culture or a place that's less familiar, which I just thought was so smart. And so the book she just finished listening to is Darius the Great is Not Okay by Adib Koram. It's um, about an Iranian teenager who's coming to America to meet his grandparents. And she really liked how there was so much in the story about Persian culture and the Farsi language. And she really liked hearing the words pronounced by a native speaker. Yeah, that is really cool. And she um, did clarify that that's a YA novel. We'll look we'll look into it and we'll link it up in the show notes, of course. So might work for teenagers um, as well as adults. 
So thank you, Jada, for your email and everybody else. We will look out for your emails of what you're reading. Um, It's really fun when we get just a wide range of what everybody's reading. So don't feel shy if you're not a big bookworm yourself, but your little tiny kids are enjoying their picture books or whatever. However you're consuming books, we want to hear about it. You don't have to be, you know, I'm, I'm not reading very much these days and I'm okay admitting it. So just, yeah, email us hello at kidliteratepodcast.com and we'd love to hear how books are working in your family lately. Yeah. And don't forget to fill out the survey. Um, it's really cool to hear from all of you and I really like all your episode ideas. We will definitely use some of those. Yes. Thanks to everybody who has. And again, kidliteratepodcast.com is where you'll find the show notes for this episode. They're also right in the podcast listening app, probably where you are listening right now. And the survey's there and everything we discussed today is linked there as well. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you in two weeks. See you then. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks. Thanks.